When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football. Live, thanks for being here on uh, what has been an eventful Monday afternoon. Let's get going here with our uh, next guest. Looking forward to uh, saying hello for the first time. To Adam Gorney, who's the National Recruiting Director for Rivals in Yahoo, this headline, it won't be easy for UGA to replace ace recruiter Del McGee. He was outstanding. Look at this. Uh, a lot of changes recently for the dogs. You've seen uh, Muschamp say goodbye. A couple of key people moving over and moving up to replace him. A number of other great coaches and McGee. Now gone, Cochran as well. Adam, thank you very much uh, for joining us. First of all, uh, nobody is going to cry about uh, the dogs having some turnover, considering how well stocked they are. But uh, as we say hello to you, uh, good afternoon, and uh, tell us what all this means. Sound like this next time you have me on, I'll sound much better. But um, you know, I didn't write the headline to that story, and the sense is that. Um, you know, Del McGee is going, to, is going to be tough to replace. He was very well-liked in that running back room, respected by running backs around the country. You look at the class he put together this year, probably the best running back class in the 2024 class, coming out to California to get the number one all-purpose back in Nate Frazier, going to Florida to get Chauncey Bowens, and then staying in state to get Dwight Phillips. He just had a really unique recruiting approach. He would send Bible verses to kids and their mothers first thing in the morning. Um, kids really liked to be around him and respected him. But like you said, Paul, this is Georgia. They're going to replace him probably with Josh Crawford from Georgia Tech. They will be fine. And what we might be seeing now is, is what, you know, Saban did for many years is developing these assistant coaches to become head coaches, and this will start to be the Kirby Smart head coaching tree. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, we've seen a little bit of it already uh, with Dan Lanning and others, but uh, this is a significant move for uh, a, a significant time with, with McGee moving up uh, across the state. Let's talk a little bit more generally about Georgia recruiting while we're on that subject, and then we'll broaden the scope a little bit, Adam, because that is certainly uh, where you, you land. But, uh, I mean, is there a way to put into perspective? I mean, we've seen this with Saban, but what Georgia has done really since the day Kirby Smart got there. Yeah, and what's unique about Kirby is that he doesn't resist change in recruiting. He actually likes it. You'll see him show up at kids' basketball games, get excited about that. He'll be doing a ton of in-home visits. Where we've, you know, we've talked before about coaches begrudgingly having to do that or you know, feigning excitement to have kids on campus every weekend. And maybe down the road with even more success, if that's even possible, Kirby could grow a little tired of that. Um, but he seems to really enjoy the recruiting process, and that – genuineness is so important with kids you you know you uh, kids can tell they're smarter than a lot of people give them credit for 
when they step on a campus and a head coach isn't around. He's not eating lunch with people. He's not interacting. You know, you saw Kirby a few weeks ago have Julian Lewis, the five-star quarterback. He was sitting next to him for the entire basketball game. So he has a real sense um, and a real touch for, for the recruiting game where he's not so overbearing. And let's be honest, Georgia recruits itself. There's a lot of reasons why people go there. Um, national championships, getting development for the NFL draft. Um, but Kirby, which is very unique, and we've seen the coaches in the SEC, I'll throw out Dan Mullen, he didn't like recruiting at all, and we see where he is today. So Kirby really likes it. He gets after it. I think, you know, for him it's a competitive nature thing where he's going to go out and get the best guys, not only in Georgia, not only in the Southeast, but now he's going nationally to get who he wants. Talking to Adam Gorney, the rivals in Yahoo National Recruiting Director, let me ask you about a new coach in the SEC, certainly not a new coach at the highest level of college football, and that's Kalen DeBoer. How would you describe his recruiting style? It's interesting because we don't really know. Um, we're, we're going to see how that works um, in the SEC. When he got to Washington, you know, a lot of that roster was pretty stacked already. Um, he's certainly a winner, and kids are going to respond to that. Um, if he's around 90% winning percentage um, in his career, taking Washington, he's going to sell that really, really hard at Alabama, that he took Washington um, to the national championship game. Um, but it's not only going to be DeBoer there. I think Courtney Morgan, the new general manager, is a phenomenal recruiter. Um, he gets after it and is very competitive. Kids love him. Um, but he's going to have to win, and, and I'm sure – you know, every day you're talking about this on the show, um, following the man is, is the tough one. You know, you want to be the second guy following him. So um, it, everything is going to be questioned. Will two lost seasons be a disaster in Tuscaloosa? Those kinds of things. He's going to have to go head-to-head, which he really didn't have to do. Going up against Dan Lanning and Lincoln Riley out west for some prospects <laughs> is tough enough. Um, but now we're talking about a completely different kind of ball game. So um, beating LSU, beating Georgia especially, even going into Auburn, if, if Hugh Freeze is um, you know, recruiting well with Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson in state, um, we all know it's a different world in the SEC, and he's going to have to adapt to that real quickly. I want to talk about uh, a couple of other uh, programs that we're, we're getting familiar with, even though they are very familiar with the rest of the country, and that's, what uh, Brent Venables is doing at Oklahoma and Steve Sarkeesian uh, joining the SEC here officially in a couple of months. What, uh, what can you tell us about Venables? I mean, we knew him at, George, at, at Clemson, but uh, how is he adapting to Norman, Oklahoma? Yeah, and I think it's still a little bit of an unknown, and there is some guarded optimism from the Oklahoma people, but some pessimism in SEC country. Um, you know, we've seen Oklahoma get into the playoff and then get railed by SEC teams. Uh, he's been telling kids, especially along the offensive and defensive line, that they need to get way bigger. They need to get tougher and stronger. Um, if you want to run offense super, super fast like they're going to do, um, <clears throat> you have to really balance that because you can't have lumbering 320-pound guys up and down the field. What he did this year, though, is really telling in terms of getting a guy like Eddie Pierre-Louis out of Tampa, who's just a monster offensive guard who's going to push people around. And then on the defensive line, uh, David Stone, the number one defensive tackle in the country. So, um, you know, a bad, a bad first year in the SEC, I think, gets a lot of people in Norman very nervous. Um, but he is a likable guy. He is um, a very likable recruiter. Kids gravitate toward him. He's another one that is, has, has seen recruiting as like this competitive game to win at. 
He was like that at Clemson, and now he's like that at Oklahoma. Uh, but his first season did not go well. The season went better. And so, you know, we will uh, – the jury's a little, little still out on Oklahoma there. And, and I think the next question will be a little easier to answer, and that mm-hmm. is Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, taking the team to the college football playoff, just, just think about, you know, the, the decade that he's had um, in his career from being fired at USC for all of the, you know, problems that he had to now um, – having the right to take a private plane for luxury trips and getting a massive contract and um, taking the team to the college football playoff. And I think, you know, what he said this off season has been really telling, like he's almost addicted now to winning a national championship. I think he has the things in place. Um, certainly it's easier. It's an easier path to get to the college football playoff through the big 12. So again, it's just a question of, Yeah, Texas has a great football team. They're bringing back a lot of guys, a lot of five stars. They're bringing in five stars. They have a tremendous NIL pool to get through. And now there will be zero questions about Steve Sarkeesian possibly being the next Alabama coach, going back to the NFL, all of the things that we've heard um, because of his new contract. Can they win uh, to the point of getting back to the playoff and being a legitimate team in the SEC? It's a lot easier to go to Stillwater and to go to Waco and to go to Lubbock and win, um, you know, back to back to back, try to go to Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Texas A&M, and everywhere else that they're going to play to continue that same thing. It's going to be tough. I think the jury is still a little bit out, but certainly the playoff expanding helps them as well. Adam, I want to end on a coach who had that reputation as a recruiting Guru, he, he, he formerly worked for Nick Saban, among others. And that's Billy Napier, who at one time had one of the best classes in the country. He still he held on to um, one of the one of the premier quarterbacks and, and a few other players that matter. But what he lost is what has tongues wagging. Uh, how do you assess Billy Napier right now at Florida? Yeah, I lived Paul for three years in Gainesville from 2007 to 2010, and those were really the glory years. Other than the Spurrier years, that was. Uh, that was the urban glory years with Tim Tebow, and those people just long for that. They, that that's the expectation in town. Um, even a decade later, the people in Gainesville have a very short leash um, for very mediocre football. Um, and that has been a little bit of a surprise that we, we knew he was going to recruit well, um, but translating that onto the field um, now into year three, I think is an absolute must. One more losing season, I don't think he makes it. You know, he has a huge staff. He brought in hundreds of people to recruit and to put, you know, you see the team picture and there are more staff than there are players on that team picture. Um, (laughs) And so I think, you know, he needs to bring in a guy like DJ Lagway. Maybe that buys him some time. Um, You know, Mertz is going to be there and then Lagway probably takes over. Um, But he he just needs more skill players. And so I think... Billy Napier is a phenomenal coach. He has proven that. He's an excellent recruiter. He's proven that from all the staffs he's ever been on. He's another one that really enjoys it. So now it becomes the question, uh, does Florida show patience and believe in Billy Napier into year four, into year five? I mean, you could go down the list of pro coaches, whether it's Tom Landry or Bill Belichick, that had awful first three, four seasons, but they believed in him and, and believed in the system. College football these days is not going to believe in the system, especially if that NIL money dries up after this year. So he needs a big year. It's going to be tough. Um, but, but he might have the right plan in place if given time 
to turn that program back into national power. Adam, on Lagway, uh, everyone loves him. What, what do you see when you watch uh, film on him, when you see him play? So I think there's definitely some good and some bad. The good is that he's big, he can move, he's a playmaker. Um, he put up huge stats uh, in, te- in Willis, Texas, and that's a little bit of the concern. Has he ever played against another Division One player in his entire high school career, or was he beating up on small-town kids in Texas? He went to the Under Armour game and looked fine. You know, like he wasn't, he wasn't the best quarterback there. He wasn't the worst quarterback there. Is that a, and this is part of like what we do for a living. We project and it's like, was he, it, can he throw a ball on a line down the field or is everything soft and a safety is going to come over in the SEC and pick it off? Can he really get to the edge and make things happen with his feet or will a linebacker in the SEC swallow him up? So I think there's a lot of good but there is some concern there. I don't think he's a guy that steps in day one and takes over um, the Florida Gators offense and leads them to 40, 50 points a game. Um, But he's a very talented player that can do a lot of things. Amazing stuff. Uh, Adam Gorney, uh, our first conversation with him. Thank you very, very much. This was uh, incredible. We really really appreciate your time. As we head to the break right now, plenty of uh, your phone calls are straight ahead. We'll also talk to uh, our man in D.C., uh, Steve Berkowitz, on how – the head of the NCAA reacted Friday afternoon to news that his enforcement division is essentially done. More after this. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, Brand name treatments like Viagra or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com paul. That's HIMS.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com slash Paul. Hardments are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Back, quiet afternoon. Not a lot of action here, so uh, let's check in with Dwayne down in Louisiana. Hey, Dwayne, what's the number up? One, the number one stunner. Jack is back. You know it's me. You know it's me all day, Paul Feinbaum. Hey, Paul Feinbaum. Hey, tell them Alabama fans and them Georgia fans and them Florida fans and Arkansas, me and the Arkansas coach were together yesterday. He told me he didn't want 
He told me, Dwayne, I don't feel like coaching this year, but I know y'all going to whoop on us this year. What his name is? Uh, <laughs> huh? Paul Bob. Handsome Dwayne. That's the new name. What that coach name, Bob? What's up? Hey, Paul. Sam Pittman? Yeah, Sam Pittman. Me and him were talking the other day. Oh, yeah. He told me. Where, where were you talking said, to Dwayne, Sam Pittman? Hey, I talked to Sam Pittman. He said, man, this this year going to be rough for us. I said, I know, huh? He said, yeah, I know y'all going to beat on us. I know the tie LSU going to beat on us like like we stole something. I said, yeah, y'all ain't going to win the boot. Y'all ain't going to get that boot trophy back in about 20 years. <laughs> huh? What you about to say? Me and Sam where, Pittman. I said, when did you, how, where were you when you talked to Sam Pittman? We were roasting the hall. We were roasting the hall. And let rock. Oh, okay. We put a hog on the grill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Tell him we're going to put the elephant on the grill. Tell him, legend, we're going to roast the elephant. We're going to roast the elephant. We're going to roast the gator. We're going to roast that, um, that orbit bird they got flying in the sky. We'll let out. They want to let out and fly around. Oh, it's called we're going to roast him. That ball eagle, whatever he is, we're going to hit him with a slingshot. Tell him that. <laughs> hey, hey, springtime, Paul Feinbaum. Spring football right around the corner, baby. And it's crawfish season. It's crawfish season down here in Louisiana. When, when, you like when, tell me about crawfish season. I'm not familiar with that. You like sucking on heads? Uh, <laughs> hey, you got to suck okay. on the head, Let's man. Say yes, I do. <laughs> you got to peel it. You got to open it in a pill and it's stuck on the head. Yeah. You got to bite uh, the head off, right? Yeah. No, you got to bite the head off. You cut it off with your hand, man, and suck, oh, okay. on, and suck on the head. Suck the juice out the head. Uh, yeah. No, I, I get the message. Uh, you get the message? Yeah, yeah all right. No, then you got to I mean, I mean I'm, I'm just a country boy from Tennessee, but I get it. Yeah, we're going we're to we pluck that dog you got, too, that mascot, that <laughs> university you, you went to. Last, last, pluck last time too. that dog came Man, down to uh, your dog. house. Uh, we got a couple dogs to pluck. He took quite well, he, he, he left a lot. He left a pile there, 28-point loss. That gray, what that is down there, that hound dog? Not we a got gray hound, a blue tick hound. A blue tick hound. That, that, gray hound uh, that gray greyhound ate your tiger up and spit it out. Yeah, right. They used to say anything. We yeah, eight point loss in that. Tiger Stadium. I tell them people in Texas they ain't remember that, that dog they remember got that? down there. Dwayne, 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 you remember that game, Tennessee? <laughs> Early game. Beat you guys like a drum. Oh, hey, hey, yeah, they beat us. You're right. I ain't gonna lie. They came to Tiger Stadium, beat us. Yeah. Yeah, they beat us like a drum. They ain't gonna do it never. They, they, they ain't gonna run that gimmick again. I bet they ain't gonna run that gimmick no more. Yeah, that I bet that they gimmick will. came out. Nobody, huh? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it'll John happen Hopper again. Came. No, John Hey, did, hey, did I Robert, miss that? Did hey, I hey. miss when LSU was named national champion last year? Did I miss that? What? Did I miss LSU winning the national championship? Yeah, you missed it. Yeah, oh, you okay. missed it. We're gonna, <laughs> hey, we're gonna, hey, we the next the next ten years, the next the next ten years, we we in the hunt, and we're gonna win it. We're gonna win it. Hey, wait, wait, Brian Kelly third year coming. So Brian Kelly, hey. Before he make five years, the next year or the fifth year, we're going to win it all. And we're going to keep on winning it, like Nick Saban. We should win it next year. I give us next year with that quarterback we you got. You realize right good? now yeah. in, in the we early – Hey, hey Dwayne, you listen to me for a second. 
in the early predictions, I think LSU is like the sixth or seventh SEC school. You got Georgia, no. Texas, Don't believe that. Ole Miss, Missouri, Alabama. That's five, isn't it? Hey, You're, you are sixth. Pop, pop, pop. You are Don't the sixth the highest ranked SEC school. Hey, don't believe the polls, pa, pa, pa. The polls, you know how the polls go? The people be voting and stuff, the polls. Don't yeah. believe that. Oh, okay. Don't believe the polls. Don't believe so that. Far it's been pretty you know accurate in the, in the political polls. No, they haven't. Yeah, it has. Hey, don't believe the polls. Don't believe the polls now. I'm telling you now. I didn't see Nikki you, Haley win the other Nikki. day. She was predicted to lose, and she did. I, I ain't worried about that woman. That woman need to go. That woman need to go sit down. <laughs> hey, I'm with Trump. I'm down with Trump. Hey, oh, you're down with I'm in all you, I'm down Trump, with Trump. You're a Trump man. Hey, he, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he just like me, criminal. <laughs> that may be that may be hey, one of the funniest I'll, things you've ever said. Hey, thanks for the call. Don is in South Carolina. Hello, Don. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I'm calling in response to uh, Tanner from Tuscaloosa. Naturally, I'm a Georgia fan. That's why I'm calling. And I'm quite sure there's a lot of Georgia fans that would call in response to him, but they just can't get through. So here's what I've got to say to Tanner. When is the last time that Alabama won a national championship, Paul? Uh, that would have been uh, 2020. 2020. Oh, that's right. It's been a while. I couldn't remember exactly when. But it seems to me like Georgia's won two since then. Correct. Yeah, we skipped a year this year. We had a little upset on the, on the conference championship. But you know what? It'll be different this year, and we're going to welcome Kalen DeBoer to big-time SEC football. That's all I've got to say for today, Paul. Have a good afternoon. You too. Thank you. Sam is up next. Hello, Sam. Hey, Paul. First, I want to say uh, thank you to you and everybody there at the studio. Uh, thank long you. Long-time listener, uh, first-time caller. Great to hear from you. Um, the reason that I wanted to call today is all these Georgia fans, and now I'm going to add Dwayne to the list. Um, look, I would be very surprised if Alabama did not go undefeated this coming year. Um, I think the team got a little complacent under Saban. They just kind of thought, hey, we got Nick Saban. We got great teams. We got great players. We're going we're gonna to do it without really having to try that hard. And I believe now they're going to buy into DeVore. He's a winner. He's got a talented roster, and I look for them to go undefeated this year, and I look for them to put a smacking on Kirby Smart. Yeah, we're taking a look at the schedule as you talk. That third game at Wisconsin, Georgia, at Tennessee, Missouri, at LSU, at Oklahoma. That guy coming on earlier and losing his mind, the Georgia fans, that was hilarious to me that he would get that tore up about the idea that Alabama's not going anywhere. Yeah, that was Brian. And, uh, yeah, uh, that was hilarious. I call. Alabama is not going anywhere. Even if even if Georgia somehow, if Kirby Smart somehow miraculously beats Alabama during the season, they'll have to play him again to get to the national championship. But that's all I wanted to say, Paul, is roll tide, man, and I look forward to seeing what DeBoer has in store for all these SEC fans. DeBoer in store. I like the rhyme on that. We'll take a short break. We uh, are just getting started here, 90 minutes in on a Monday afternoon, final week of February. We're back after this. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Back here. It's been a busy afternoon, and uh, let's check in with Brad in Macon, Georgia. Hello, Brad. Hey, Mr. Paul. How you doing, brother? We are doing great. Thank you. Hey, can I give you a little follow-up to Tim Tebow? I told you last week I ran into him at the gym in Macon, Georgia. Right. Um, I didn't know this, but his foundation does an event for Down Syndrome young adults here. And uh, one town kind of north of Macon is called Forsyth, Georgia. And um, his foundation takes care of all the tuxes for the young men, all the dresses for the young women. They uh, His foundation takes care of picking them up in a limousine and bringing them to a church, and they pair them up and let them have a good time. And it's called A Night to Shine. Sure, right. And, I mean, the more I hear about Tebow, I tell you what, man, he's almost, I'm a Georgia fan, but he's almost switching me over, man. I just can't help myself. No, let let me, I actually uh, communicate with Tim over the weekend about a project he's working on. And forget everything about him other than what he does for people less fortunate. Uh, I mean, he he is one of the most unique people in in that space. So uh, I'm really glad to hear that. Yes, sir. And, hey, Mr. Paul. Getting back to football, um, look, let's apply this to what it is. And I just heard Tanner's call a while back. Yeah. What is Georgia's record against Alabama? What, uh, one in one in seven the last few years, one in eight? It's pretty bad. Well, would you, if you apply that to a different sport such as golf and say a, a golf pro had – a chance to win nine times, but only won once. What word would would you apply to that? Because I I got my word. What is your what word? word, what, what, word is your, what is your word? My word is choker. That's what my word is. You is uh, so I mean I know you're not saying it, but I'm going to say it for you. You're you're essentially saying Kirby Smart's program continues to choke against Alabama. Is that fair? That is fair. And here's what I'm saying this year. I don't want to hear it. We got a new beginning for Alabama. You got your starting quarterback. You got all the pieces you need. You got a lot of people on the defensive side of the ball that stayed. So when you go to Tuscaloosa this year, I don't want to hear it. Get your Kick their butt. This is your time to go ahead and start taking control. Kick your butt. Kick their butt. 
and start taking control of the SEC because at this point you've had good talent, but you haven't been able to get the job done, Mr. Paul. And again, thank you for taking my call and I hope the rest of your day goes well. Thank you, Brad. Wow. A lot of, uh, somehow that George Alabama rivalry has taken a new step up this today. Malcolm, uh, is up next in Cincinnati. Hello, Malcolm. Hi, Mr. Feinbaum. Um, after the judge's ruling last week, as a lot of people have said, we're in a situation now where uh, a lot of high school athletes are going to be saying to universities, yeah, I'll come to you, but I need X amount of money. And I was wondering if the next step after that is going to be where these high school students tell the universities, I'll come to you to play football or basketball or whatever, but I don't want to go to class. I don't want to be taking exams. I don't want to be writing papers. I want to become the focus on being the best basketball player or football player that I can do. And if you if you get a situation where uh, a fair percent of students on a a football team say are not actually students at the university, but they're representing them, will that over a period of time, erode the interest and loyalty and affection of some fans for that team. If the team just becomes a a sort of youth development league conference for the professional teams, uh, particularly alumni, the people that give the money to the university, uh, whether they will lose well, well, interest. Malcolm, uh, allow me, years. if you would, just to say one thing. Uh, yes. I understand where you're coming from. However, right now, you still have to be eligible to play intercollegiate athletics at, at a specific university. And to be el- eligible, you have to take on credits, uh, academic credits. So you, there are all kinds of different ways to get past that, but... There is no way you can just simply sign a, a, a scholarship for whatever you're making with whatever school it is and never see uh, either the inside of a class or do a class online or do something. Uh, you still have to show that. You do at the moment, but all it needs True. is for somebody to file a... Uh, well, no, you're, you're right. A, a, a uh, I mean, but the NCAA's jurisdiction over that remains intact. That has not been struck down by the courts like it has in the Tennessee case. But I wonder if it would do, if anybody raised it, if anybody said... Listen, as you well know, and I think we watch this every day in the news, uh, pretty much everything that can be challenged is challenged in court. So, uh, but but that, I think that's going to be too big of a hill to climb. Oh, well, that's good. I hope so, but... (laughs) I, now, I, now, now, now Malcolm, what, what, what constitutes as academic credits today is dramatically different than when you went to school and I went to school. Yes. Uh, there are many ways of getting credit without ever seeing a class or without ever leaving your couch, but that's up to the individual school to figure that out. Yeah, there's certainly at the moment a certain number of athletes that aren't interested in the academic no. side. And why should they uh, be? There are sort of the university finds a way. But I hope you're right. But I can't help but think that somewhere, some down the line, we'll say, 
I want to go play football for you, but I don't want to take an exam. Well, no, you're right. Right. Uh, right. I mean, we heard this guest earlier. You may have heard him. We're, we're getting pretty close to the point of them being employees. Now, if you are an employee, yes. what is required of you beyond your participation in athletics? Uh, I'm not sure it's going to require you taking uh, English Lit or the Greek Classics. Yes. Although I, yeah. I would say that the, the young men and women would be severely devoid of, of great intellectual stimulation by missing Greek <laughs> classics or English lit. <laughs> well, I agree with you, but, well, time alone will tell, but okay. I wouldn't be surprised if we have big universities with a lot of this, the players not being students and whether that well, will well alienate no, well them. I, I, I only wish I had learned less about the Peloponnesian War and, and about Ch Chaucer in, in my academic uh, world. Uh, let's check in with Mark in uh, Tuscaloosa. Hello, Mark. Hey, Paul. Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank I you. Uh, it's been a while since I've been able to get on with you. And uh, hey, uh, I just want to do a little quick flashback when the state of Alabama went silent. Uh, Coach Bryant, he passed away. I was 11 years old. They had the song that said, Thanks for all the memories and the victories we share. We love you and we'll miss you, Bear. And I'm going somewhere with this. Um, Coach Bryant unfortunately died shortly after retirement, and uh, he didn't get to see the love that was poured out across the state of Alabama along the interstate. They would hang uh, signs, sure. we love you, Bear, as the hearse went under them. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think I know you were in Alabama then. You, you know that's exactly what happened, that uh, the University of Alabama didn't exactly uh, throw in any celebrations. Uh, and he died, and he never got to see that, you know. Uh, so my question, or, and I want to know if I'm off base here, okay? Uh, coach Saban arguably is the best coach to ever coach the game, better than Bryant. Uh, what do you think that Greg Byrne and University of Alabama uh, are dragging their butts, and I could say something else, uh, and not at least having some sort of planned celebration uh because you and i both know we're not guaranteed tomorrow and um and just wonder you know based on what you and i both w witnessed in that state of alabama that day um how how sad would it be if say, something were, were to unfortunately happen to saban you know and, and it, that's how that's how we're going to thank him same way we did with bear after he died mark i understand where you're coming from um I will say this about Greg Byrne, and, and I, don't, I don't know this specifically, although I've talked to Greg Byrne a, a couple of times since Coach Saban retired. But I, I feel very strongly, uh, and I'll let Greg speak for himself, that they are currently working on a plan to correctly and properly honor Coach Saban, who is very deserving of it. Uh, it will happen. I, I don't know when, I, I, but I'm confident that the university will, will honor him and uh, will continue to honor him for, from now until the end of time. Thank you for the call, we appreciate it. We head to the break, a few more guests to go. It's been a busy Monday already.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. And check this out a little bit later on. The Indoor Track and Field Championships. That is tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern time right here. And Larry is up next. What, what do you got, Larry? What's up? Come on. What's Give up? What's up? <laughs> Larry, I got to talk for a couple hey. hours. I don't want to lose it all. I one, one, one hello. Yeah. Hey, check it out, Jack. Uh, I went to the crown, crown, thing of the crown uh, yesterday. Okay, what Sunday. happened? I went to bail. You went to, oh, well, I fell down Isn't that, that where escalator. you fell down the escalator? Uh, that was the escalator, wasn't it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. I fell down it. But, uh, are you went, sure, uh, Larry, that you weren't Columbia. Did you sue you them? Get some good fishing plant, you know. Did you ever get a, Hey, Larry, did you ever get a settlement from them? Huh? Did you ever get a settlement from Belk? No, I ain't going to sue them. That's stupidity, man. Well, you fell down on their escalator. I'm sure we could have found something wrong with it. Yeah, but, oh, man, you know, I'm just not that kind of character. Okay. I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'm sure AJ would have. Oh, yeah, AJ would have uh, sued them and said he was pushed by by a sales clerk. Yeah, AJ would have sued them or somebody like that. Okay, so what did you buy at Belk? Jim would have sued him. Well, they Jim probably wouldn't have. Let, they probably wouldn't have allowed Jim in Belk. <laughs> they have a standard there. <laughs> he probably couldn't get his big ass on there. They might have. I mean, you know, they don't want to scare the customers off like Jim walking around there. Yeah. Hey. Uh, but anyway, uh, there okay. was some women at the register, and there was a woman there with a couple of. I think it was her daughter's. And so we all checking out, me and my buddy and checking out. And uh, we going out the door. Pants are $100. Oh, my goodness. You got, so you got some Columbia pants? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got dope in the pockets. No. Nah. No, nah, it's some Columbia uh, shoes. Hey, Larry. Um, Larry, hold on one second. Uh, somebody wants to say hello to you. Do, you. do you mind saying hello to somebody? Hey, Jerry. Yeah. Hey, hey, now, 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 Dwayne, behave here. This is a friend of mine. Hey, Larry, I bet you I'll catch up with you, buddy. Hey, Larry, you ready to run hey, that coach out of Alabama this year? Uh, uh, speaking language, learn how to speak. You know, I'm out of I mean, you, Larry, need some, Larry, you need some speech. You ready to get your butt up this year? Hey, hold, hey, hey, guys, only, guys, slow out. down. Larry, you ready to get your butt up this year? Slap your ass around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, Larry, you ready to get your butt up? You ready to get your butt up? Hey, Larry, we're going to stop y'all this year. 
We're going to stop you all this shit. Yeah. Um, you know what, man? Ain't you tired of huh? just beating your ass? Ain't that you, you tired? Uh, Dwayne, 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 let Larry's talk, okay? Give him 30 seconds Let and then go. you respond. Yeah, well, I'm going hey. Be be kind to your elders, uh, Jack. Yeah, you're right. Let me hey, tell you you're right, Larry. Be kind to your elders. You need to learn to respect your elders, boy. You hear me? All right. Let me hey, tell you something. I know one thing right that, that coach I got over there. What I do say, me and Paul. You respect your hey, elders, Jack. That coach I got over there is garbage. He ain't going to do that. You he ain't no Nick Saban. He ain't no Nick Saban. So many times. Now, ain't you just tired of it? Why don't you find you another team and just don't <laughs> sign up for Hey, hey, Dwayne, Dwayne, he's not wrong. I mean, you guys, you guys beat Alabama about every six or seven years. You want me to be? You want me? You want me to turn? You want me to be an Alabama Christmas tie? I love Yeah, you be good, Tiger. You know, you can all scream good, man. Woo! Yeah, baby. I mean, you'll be good, You know. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.